3: Certain situations, dialogue, names, and locations may have been changed. Some scenes are graphic in nature. Listener discretion is advised.
2: Sherman McCrary promised his family the adventure of a lifetime.
4: We're taking us a little vacation. I was excited. My dad told us that we were all going on a family vacation.
2: Instead, it's a highway to hell.
4: What are you going to do with it?
5: They would kill a human being as easily as you or I would step
6: on an ant.
4: Get down on
1: your knees, gal!
6: It could have been up to 22 young women that were killed at the hands of these people.
1: Get her to her off, son!
6: No one is safe from this
2: family's reign of terror. Go,
4: move. The police started asking me questions. The whole time I'm thinking, if I tell them, he'll kill me.
6: I know it rubs against a lot of people to think that there is depraved humanity out there like this, but there is. One more cup, Mr. Jenkins? No, 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 Leora, I'm good. Are you sure? I'm done. Okay.
2: The Friday night rush at the Mr. Donut Shop is coming to a close for 20-year-old Leora Rose Looney. She worked evenings a lot of the times at the donut shop, and she
5: worked alone. That was back in the day when a young female working alone at eight, nine, 10 o'clock at night wasn't a problem.
1: Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you so much. Church?
3: Church on Sunday. Sunday.
6: She was a responsible young woman trying to make her way in the world as best she could and doing a pretty good job of it. Bye. By 9.30, there's only two customers left in the shop
2: and Leora doesn't recognize them.
0: One's older and one's considerably younger. They order coffee, they're not saying much. Um, it's kind of odd.
3: Everything in the register, stick up! Go, go! Open am up right now or I'm blowing your head off! Get out of
2: there, gal! Hey, come
1: here!
5: She was petrified. I think she was scared to death of what was happening to her and the potential of what might happen to her.
1: Shut up! Don't you talk. I'm going to blow your head off if you say
0: anything. She gives him whatever little money she has and she's probably thinking, oh, you know, just go and, and this will be over with. This is the worst that's going to happen to me tonight. But she was wrong. I'm not going to
4: kill you.
1: Leora is absolutely terrified. Her brain is scrambling for uh, ways to survive at this
2: point. The vehicle peels through the searing August wind like a bat out of hell. Nothing can prepare Leora for the night ahead. Her fate lies in the relationship between two men bound by family and a thirst for blood.
1: I said, you go ahead and fire me, sonny boy.
2: 37-year-old Sherman McCrary couldn't seem to get his life on track.
1: I said, you know what, you can't farm me, because I quit. My very first day... Sherman was what we uh, used to call a no-count. He uh, was lazy. Uh, he couldn't even hold down the simplest blue-collar job for more than a week. He was a couch potato, and he drank heavily.
2: He served in the Navy when he was younger. But laziness and antisocial tendencies quickly ended his career. When Sherman was in
5: the Navy, he underwent some psychological testing and was identified as a sociopath, which was one of the reasons he
2: was discharged. Somehow, through all the hardship, Sherman managed to keep his wife, Liz, of 20 years from leaving him.
1: Ten hours, two hours of overtime. Please do not take my beer when I ain't done with it, woman.
2: She came
5: from a family that also had these same kinds of issues. Sherman was cut out of the same cloth as, as Liz's father.
1: you better eat up now because that Salisbury steak ain't cheap. The
2: couple had children together. Their daughter, Ginger, was the oldest, then Danny, and the youngest was Tammy. Sherman ruled the family with an iron fist. Sherman was such a
1: control freak. He was the judge, the jury, and the executioner. Liz,
4: shut them kids up! My father, he was a mean drunk, and I was scared to death of him.
1: Tammy, I don't want to hear another word out of you!
4: Anything could set him off at any time.
2: Oh! You gotta catch something like that, you bum! Even from his drunken stupor, Sherman managed to support his family by any illicit means possible.
6: Sherman led this life of living off the fat of the land, most of it burglaries, thefts, and armed robberies.
0: The guy didn't, you know, pack a lunch and go to work every day, yet he was coming home with money.
5: Sherman's, quote, criminal career was, was never very successful. He didn't act very well on his own and did really stupid things and tended to get caught almost every time he did something.
2: Sherman was arrested for robbery that March and sentenced to five years to life. With her husband behind bars, Liz struggled to support her children. As the years passed, her oldest child, Ginger, stepped in to keep the family from falling apart.
4: Ginger was always like a second mother to me. If we needed anything, she was always there. She was everything to me.
2: Even though Ginger was busy playing mom, she managed to find the love of her life in 31-year-old Carl Taylor. Ginger and Carl
5: met when Ginger was working as a car hop at a drive-in. Whoa,
2: whoa, whoa, whoa! What do we got here? I'm
4: just helping Tandy with her homework. I didn't like him from the gate. I mean, he scared me. There's something wrong with his mouth. His eyes like a shark's
2: eyes. There's no mystery why Ginger fell for Carl. I
5: think Ginger's attraction to Carl was, he was the slick, kind of danger-loving kind of guy. He was a lot like her father. I think she saw him as a younger version of her father, only a stronger personality.
1: Carl had a scary childhood. He had impulse control problems and uh, got him into a lot of trouble. He ended up stealing things, uh, tried the army, but that didn't work out because he couldn't take orders
6: from anybody. He was doing petty stuff, shoplifting, burglaries, thefts, and he ended up in jail.
2: Sherman and Carl seem to be mirror images of one another. And soon, the rest of the family will realize how deeply and tragically similar these two men were. Thank you, boy. Sherman is released from prison after serving seven years. He returns home to find an unfamiliar face in the house. Dad,
3: this is my
6: boyfriend, Carl. He and Carl bond instantly. Some chemistry happened when these two met up. Life
1: on the outside, buddy.
6: I
5: think Carl and Sherman hit it off because their personalities were the same except that Carl was a little more of a risk taker than Sherman. And Carl was a little bit smarter than Sherman.
0: They're like two good old boys, you know, swilling some beers, howling at the moon, kind of thumping their chest, talking about, you know, how good they are at what they do.
1: You know what, a guy like you working with a guy like me, I think we could clean up.
2: It's the beginning of a wicked partnership. When those two personalities collided, they pretty much acted as one. One that would eventually spiral into an insatiable appetite for blood and terror.
1: It's a crying shame that so many people died just because these two guys
6: were too lazy to have a real job. What they did in the end was beyond evil.
0: In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer.
2: Sherman McCrary finds a partner in crime with his daughter's new boyfriend, Carl Teller.
0: When Sherman and Carl meet, they instantly hit it off. They're like two peas in a pod.
2: Life on the outside, buddy. You got that right, Tom. Huh? But this newfound relationship is headed for a breakup.
1: Look, Sherman, no hard feelings, all right? Just go ahead and go, boy, if you're going.
0: you take care of yourself. Right.
2: After only dating for several weeks, Ginger and Carl get married.
1: Well, you're welcome to come to Colorado.
2: They move to Lakewood, Colorado, ready to start a new life together. But their independence doesn't last long.
1: Take care of her, boy.
4: Ginger and Mom always wanted to be together. And, of course, if us kids missed her, we would start nagging, Dad, pretty soon, here we go, we're going to Colorado to see Ginger and Carl.
2: The McCraries pack up, Liz, Sherman, Danny, and Tammy head to Colorado, and the family reunion quickly turns into a permanent stay. For a time, the future seems bright in Lakewood. Carl works in the kitchen of a restaurant, while a new job for Sherman provides the family with a place to stay.
4: My dad got a job at a church. And with that came a little house across the street from the church. That was the closest thing we came to a normal family as as you could get.
2: But the family's peace of mind is short-lived.
4: There was a lot of pressure on Carl and my dad to bring in the money to feed all of us.
1: Look at this, buddy!
2: Carl claims he's got a solution to their financial problem. It's like taking candy from a baby, Sherman.
0: Carl, all his life, had a propensity for writing bad checks. It was, it was easy money for him. If he got his, he didn't care who had to suffer for it.
6: They'd go open up an account, deposit a few bucks, immediately go out and start writing checks way beyond what they deposited and getting all kinds of goods from the checks. Carl and
2: Sherman went from business to business, floating checks to pay for everything from food to household items.
0: They weren't writing checks for huge amounts. $100 here, $100 there.
2: They quickly recruit their spouses into the scam.
3: We were going to go ahead and pay for our groceries. Do you take checks here?
2: It was really Ginger who
1: knew what she was doing and was teaching Liz.
3: And if I write it for a little more, can I get money back
0: from you? This was Carl's scheme. He came up with it. But Ginger really took to it. She was like the star of this little con.
3: Great. Thank you so much,
2: Ginger becomes a master of the grift. She became a big earner for
5: that family. She wrote a lot of checks. I think the psyche with Liz and Ginger was they were doing something that ingratiated themselves to Carlin Sherman.
6: That uh, pleasing daddy kind of a thing was going on. But the con can only last so long. You can't be in one locale very long and take advantage of merchants and banks and other people without very soon being detected.
2: Within a few weeks, Lakewood police catch wind of the McCrary check-kiting scam.
1: Somebody at the church tells Sherman that the cops have called and they've been asking about him. So Sherman's starting to feel the heat now. Sherman and
2: Carl pack up the family and hit the open road.
4: My dad told us that we were all going on a family vacation. I was excited. I thought, yay, we get to get out of school.
2: Over the next few months, the family bounces from town to town, writing phony checks.
4: It wasn't a vacation. It was a nightmare. We stayed in motels. Sometimes we'd just get up in the middle of the night and go get in the car. And the next morning, we'd wake up and we'd be in a different state and we didn't have any friends and couldn't make friends. When we did go to school, sometimes only a couple of days, and we were gone.
2: The family's nomadic lifestyle and Sherman's relationship with Carl begins to wear on 20-year-old Danny McCrary.
0: He's anxious to get close to his dad, to be part of, you know, what's going on. But he was kind of unpredictable. He Sometimes he would disappear for weeks at a time. Sherman's a control freak, and, and I think he just felt that he couldn't control Danny
2: For now, Danny hangs on the sidelines. The family can't afford any mishaps. As they live their life on the road, every ill-gotten dollar they bring in seems to go right out the window. Moving across the country and staying in motels and
5: quote-unquote eating out six people, even in 1970, 71 dollars,
2: was pretty expensive.
1: You done real good, Liz. This here's a fine pistol.
2: With the bills adding up, Carl and Sherman raised the stakes. They scrapped the checkbooks and exchanged their pens for guns.
5: They both had need for weapons, obviously. And Sherman, being a convicted felon, couldn't buy one.
4: The man down at the store, he told me that was a good one.
5: Sherman has Liz go out and buy him a gun. Okay,
0: here, Carl. Look at the action on
4: that. What are you going to do
0: with it?
1: What do you think I'm going to do with it?
0: Liz was a dutiful wife. She was going to do whatever her husband told her to do, even if it meant going out and getting a gun.
2: Now armed, Sherman and Carl begin holding up supermarkets.
1: Count it up, Liz, old girl. I think there might be $1,000 in there this time.
2: Ginger and Liz are not present for the holdups, but they know their men aren't choir boys.
4: My dad would come in the house, and he would have, like, a brown paper bag, and he would throw it on the table. He'd say, Liz, you look at it. And Mom would go over there and she would dump it out on the table and she would be counting it.
1: 99% of women would leave under these circumstances. But Liz and Ginger didn't. They had believed in standing by your man. Don't shoot! Don't shoot! Carl Carlin Sherman can't get enough.
5: There's no evidence that absent them getting caught there was anything that was going to change their behavior or make them stop, if anything, they continued to escalate their
1: behavior. You see, I told you what to do. I you said didn't you. tell me what to do. I, I told you.
4: I think is? it was one feeding off of the other. Who was the best? Who, who could do the job the best?
2: And a growing hunger is about to explode out of this evil partnership.
5: The women and the kids are in the motel. Carl and Sherman are out in the evening looking for somewhere to rob.
2: They come across a local haunt called Winchell's Donuts. Winchell's was a good
5: target because it was it was on a main road that was easy going in and out. What you think? I think I got some ideas. Keep your mind on business. We'll get to that later. There weren't a lot of people around. And then once they get inside there, There's a pleasant-looking young girl behind the counter by
2: herself. The place is empty except for the sole employee, 17-year-old Sherry Martin. Sherry Martin
5: was a very religious girl. She taught Sunday school. She was also a recent high school graduate.
2: Sherry has no idea what's about to go down.
1: They go right to work, put the gun to Sherry's head, say, give me the money or you're dead. Keep your mouth shut.
6: Go get the car, Sherry.
5: Hey! Come with me. Somewhere during that time, the decision was made between the two of them that not only were they going to empty the cash register, but they were going to take the girl with them. That changed the landscape of everything that followed.
2: Carl and Sherman throw young Sherry Martin in the car and hit the road.
6: They are in unfamiliar waters now, but they like the flow. I don't have any idea how you segue from petty thefts and checks to robbery and kidnapping. Once they have her in the car, then it becomes a matter of
5: control. They need to control her, probably with the promise that they would let her go.
2: They drive west for about an hour before finally turning down a desolate road. Keep your mouth shut, girl. Please, please, please. That's a call. Cool... Sherry is begging
1: for her life, and there was something about her helplessness, about the way she was pleading, that turned Carl and Sherman on
0: she's probably screaming at the top of her lungs, but it doesn't matter. No matter how loud she screams, nobody's going to hear her out there.
1: What should we do with her, Coral? You know what we're going
5: to do with her. (laughs) Their motto was, dead girls
2: don't talk. Sherry is shot six times in the head.
6: They went from individually sort of the petty crimes, checks, burglaries, to the biggest crime that we have, which is murder.
5: The psychology of these two guys in their sociopathic mentality, they have no value for human life. They especially
2: don't value women. They devalue women. Carl and Sherman race back to the family.
4: We're going on a little vacation there,
2: darling. Sherman announces that it's time for another vacation.
4: You just didn't question. You just did what you were told to do because if you stopped and question, you would get slapped. Really hard. Come on, let's go. Come on, come on. Go go go, go. Go, go, go. go, go, go.
2: The family lands at a motel 500 miles away where they plan on laying low, but slowing down isn't part of the plan.
5: Sherry Martin was the beginning. They were not going to stop
1: until somebody stopped them. Moving for them was routine. When the heat was turned up, they would lay low. It was their MO. They returned
2: to an old stomping ground with a whole new plan and a whole new attitude.
5: So they get to Lakewood. They just completed this trip. They're in the motel. Now they need money again. Carl and Sherman go out to find someplace to rob.
2: As they cruise through town, Sherman and Carl start to feel the murderous itch.
5: They spot the Mr. Donut, and robbery then becomes secondary. They've got a taste for blood.
2: There are only a few customers in the late night spot. It's a familiar situation. Just like Sherry Martin a week earlier, they find Leora Rose Looney working all by herself. All right. all
1: right, tell the family I said hi.
5: Bye! After the last other customer left, they made the decision, we're going to do it. Everything in
1: your <sighs> register. Go! We're going to blow your head off. Get out of there. damn! me! Look at Let's go on.
2: Harlan Sherman drive Leora towards the Wyoming border where the desolate land will provide cover.
1: Shut your mouth, girl, we'll let you live. Shut up, girl.
5: It's clear that the sexual gratification piece of this was what was important to these guys. Following the sexual assault, Leora was shot in the head three times. Only somebody who's a real sick bastard could do that.
2: After Leora's murder, the men pick up the family and begin heading for Texas.
0: Carl and Sherman were kind of living double lives. They were these cold-blooded murderers by night and by day they were, you know, family men. And their wives were absolutely willing to accept them as that.
4: I think my mother and Ginger knew what was going on but they were afraid. And I think that's why they turned a blind eye because of the fear.
2: Back at the donut shop, a patron isn't quite sure what to make of the situation. A customer came into the donut shop,
5: found the donut shop empty, found the back door open and the cash register open
2: and called us. When police arrive, they work the scene as an abduction case. The police are begging the media for help in finding
1: Leora. And the media is is putting it out there, the headline news.
2: 100 miles away from Lakewood, a farmer makes a gruesome discovery.
5: A rancher who owned that property uh, was out checking fences and found the body. This man had never seen anything like this before and immediately called the, the sheriff's department. At the time the body was found, Leora was the only missing person in the metro area matching
2: this description. As word spreads about Leora's death, customers who were in the donut shop on the night of her abduction come forward.
0: A customer comes in and says, hey, I was in that, the shop that night, and I saw these two guys sitting there sipping coffee.
1: The coffee cup becomes the smoking gun. And sure enough, they find a fingerprint on it. Unfortunately, these are the days before the FBI data banks CODIS, so they needed to arrest a suspect before they could match the fingerprint. Eyewitness
2: statements shed some light on what the abductors looked like.
0: He was able to give the detectives a really good description, um, enough for them to make composite sketches of both of the men.
2: The sketches of Sherman and Carl are passed around town, but nobody recognizes their faces. It doesn't really matter. The McCrary clan is on the move. A month and a half after Leora's murder, Sherman and Carl Danny. are back on the All hunt, right. and now they have company.
5: This time they have Danny with them. Sherman has said that it's time for Danny to learn the family business.
1: You're old enough now, Danny. It's time to earn your keep. He's right, boy. I'm gonna it.
5: I think Danny was searching for approval from both Carl and Sherman. I think he wanted to be like Carl and Sherman. A young couple
2: goes about their business in a convenience store.
5: Jenna Covey was a young woman, 19 years old. Her husband Forrest was 22. It was sort of his thing to to bring her dinner in the evenings when she'd be working at the store.
4: Come on.
1: Three men storm into the business. Not only was there two people in the convenience store, but one of them was a man, and that's a complete game changer. Danny steps into the spotlight.
2: It's hey, oh, oh, yeah, it's going to be okay. do touch
5: Danny makes the decision that he has to become involved. Oh,
2: shut up, Shut up. He hits the husband over the head. The assault on Forrest leaves him conscious but unable to defend himself. Get in the
4: car! Move, move, move! <laughs> Get out of here! Come on! Come on! Bring him over here!
5: I can only imagine what was going through Forrest's mind while this was happening.
1: You don't have to do this. You're Shut him up, Danny! You. Get on your knees! Take control, boy!
5: He probably knows there's no good end that's gonna come of this.
1: Just let, let her go. 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 go.
2: Forrest is helpless to stop what happens
6: next. It's okay, baby. It's okay. <laughs>
1: They were trying to find new and brutal ways to, to be sadistic.
0: They shoot the husband, they kill him. She has to watch that. So that's one more added horror for this woman is to have to watch her husband die and then they shoot and kill her. I think that that's an indication of, of you know, their feelings about women, because they could have killed her first.
2: The killers leave the bodies where they fall.
1: Feels good, don't it, boy?
5: Danny's in for the whole ride now. You know, he's, he's become part of this. This was Danny's baptism of fire into the family business.
2: Now with Danny in their savage caravan, The mccrary taylors seem unstoppable.
5: It was kind of shocking because none of us had ever encountered anything like this.
0: They've committed this this heinous crime together and it really cements them as as a bonded trio.
1: Liz and Ginger know what their husbands are doing, but they are still going to stand by their man. Maybe because they're afraid that if they try to leave,
2: they're the next victim. Ginger and Liz spend their days committing fraud, while Sherman and Carl pair back up to commit robberies and hunt for their next unsuspecting victim. Danny is left in the cold.
5: There wasn't really a role for Danny. I think he wanted to be like Carl and Sherman, but he wasn't the same psyche, and he was a screw-up. So although he may have been around, he
1: probably was there to help on the periphery, You have to wonder if maybe Danny's feeling a little bit jealous because Carl is becoming
2: the son that Sherman always wanted. In Danny's absence, the men spend less time on making money and more time on murder. Over the next four months, police believe they commit four more killings.
5: Their nomadic lifestyle moved from simply you know, gravitating around the Dallas metropolitan area and up to Colorado and, you know, maybe over to Utah, that kind of thing, to basically moving coast to coast.
1: Vegas, girl, Vegas harder!
5: They were really nothing as people.
1: Don't shoot! Don't shoot!
5: But when they committed these crimes, they had the ultimate power over life and death.
2: In their minds, they were something. Sherman and Carl soon decide it's time to take a break from all the killings. I think they saw the escalation,
5: and I think they, they realized that they had to lay low for a while.
2: The family picks idyllic Goleta, California, outside Santa Barbara as their new home.
1: All we gotta do is go down the supermarket.
2: They continue robbing supermarkets to support their brood, but Sherman and Carl's relationship is beginning to sour.
1: I'm about sick and tired of your stuff around here.
2: Carl and Sherman are, are all of a sudden fighting
1: between them because the the pressure of being on the run for so long has their their tensions snowballing.
0: Shut up and Don't listen you to me! Tell me. Shut up my dinner table! Their peaceful existence in California didn't last very long. These people weren't destined for you know suburban life. Sherman starts drinking heavily. He's drinking like a bottle of whiskey a day. Um, He's pretty
2: much useless. You're dumber than a box of rocks, boy! This is my crew! With the two constantly butting heads, Carl decides that he's no longer going to work alongside Sherman.
6: Since the family unit came together, this was Carl's first effort wandering off on his own. It will be his first and
2: last solo job. Carl pulls into a Giordano supermarket parking lot with only one thing on his mind. He
5: felt like this could be their last big score. He could take down this Giordano's, they'd have enough money to keep him going for quite a while, and they could quote unquote retire.
2: He leaves his car running so he can make a quick getaway after the heist. But Carl is in for a shock. This store
5: was significantly bigger than, than any place he and Sherman had ever hit before. It was risky even with two people, but with one person it was fatally flawed. All right,
1: honey, over to the register! Come on! Don't move! Don't you move! Come on! Come on! Hurry it up! There's many aisles, many cash registers, people shopping. He must have known he was in way over his head.
2: Come on! Don't move! Stay back! Stay back! Carl grabs what little cash he can and makes his escape. Right at that time, A
5: Santa Barbara police officer named Dennis Huddle in a marked car pulls into the parking lot of the supermarket. Huddle has no idea that anything's gone down. Carl walks straight up to Huddle's car, shoots him in the head through the window of the car, and starts to
2: run across the parking lot to get into his car and escape. Officer Huddle survives, but is incapacitated. Lucky for him, a bag boy in the parking lot wants to play hero.
0: The bag boy reaches into the police car, takes the gun off the wounded officer, and starts shooting at Carl. So now Carl's got to get away. His, you know, all his plans have gone to hell. Hey, 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 get out, And he's got to get away. So he commandeers a car.
1: Back it off! I'll blow your brains
5: out. Just everything, one thing after another, just starts falling apart for Carl.
2: After identifying the vehicle Carl left, officers quickly descend upon the McCrary home.
1: Danny, don't
4: answer the door! There was a knock on the front door, and my mom said, Danny, don't answer the door. Well, Danny didn't listen. Get down, don't move. He opened the door, and SWATs started coming in from every door, every window. They were like cockroaches. They were coming in from everywhere. I have never been so scared in my life. Ah! Ah! Carl
1: Taylor!
2: The entire household is taken into custody. Everyone but Carl and Ginger, who fled moments before police arrived.
0: The cops aren't done with their jobs yet. They've got to find Carl and Ginger. That's top on their list. They want to find the guy that just shot one of their own.
5: The supermarket robbery and the shooting of the officer in California were were horrible horrible crimes, and at that point, that's really all that anyone knew about
2: involving this family. The McCraries are all taken into custody.
4: When the police took us downtown, they took me into an interrogation room and started asking me questions. The whole time I'm thinking, if I tell them, he'll kill me.
2: Tammy doesn't utter a word. Sherman isn't so tight-lipped. He quickly rats out Carl's hiding place.
1: Garland, Texas, you won't find him over there with his mama and Ginger, too. It's self preservation. They're no longer a team. Sherman's looking out for number one now. The Texas authorities surrounded
5: Carl and Ginger's house in Garland. They were arrested, taken into custody without incident.
2: Carl, the big man, just caved. With the entire family now in custody, California police decide to check if any other agencies are looking for them.
5: They put out a bulletin that was sent nationwide about Carl and Ginger, Sherman and Liz, that they'd potentially been driving around the country committing supermarket robberies, et cetera, et cetera.
2: That bulletin found its way to Lakewood. When Detective Fanciuli reads the document, Leora Rose Looney's cold case comes back to life. We're looking at the mugshots, we're
5: looking at what's going on here, and it was like the lights came on. The artist renderings that were done were basically
2: carbon copies of Carl and Sherman's mugshots. The composites aren't the only evidence linking them to Leora's murder. Carl's fingerprints are a perfect match to ones recovered from the coffee mug at the donut shop. When this all came together,
5: it was an amazing thing to think that
2: it was finally over. Uh, Carl and Sherman are extradited to Colorado for questioning.
1: She begged for her life and I said, don't do it, Carl. Killing the girl was all Sherman. He's the one shot her.
2: Not Surprisingly, they both confessed to participating in Leora's murder. Each of them couldn't stop talking
1: took her with knowing that he's going to kill her go ahead and kill her he said i ain't gonna kill that girl
5: they had what i refer to as diarrhea of the mouth they just couldn't stop talking
1: he had the gun on her he would have turned it on me i was as good as dead if i didn't listen to sherman
2: afterwards carl and sherman continued talking This time, about the other victims.
1: It was just like a runaway train. He says to me, get her and throw her in the car. She was kicking and screaming and fighting the entire time.
2: They wanted to brag
1: about what they did. They they liked the celebrity feel of being famous criminals. You don't know that man. He's sick. Sherman had the plan. Sherman wanted to kill the girls. That boy's crazy. But when it came time to saying who did what to who, who killed who, they pointed the finger at each other because they're basically cowards. But you need to know it weren't me. It was Coral Taylor. Sherman killed the girls.
2: Carl and Sherman eventually confessed to committing seven murders in all. But the actual body count remains a
6: mystery. They ran a polygraph on Carl. He essentially admits seven. He flunked at 18. The cops believe, looking back on similar crimes committed in similar time frames, that it could have been up to 22 young women that were killed at the hands of these people. When asked if Ginger and Liz know about the murders
2: or participated in any way, Carl and Sherman clam up.
5: They would never implicate them. Uh, Maybe that was their last-ditch piece of honor, trying to protect their wives. But Carl and Sherman don't mince words when asked about Danny McCrary. They all implicated Danny to a degree, particularly in the Covey murder.
2: Danny is convicted of murder and sentenced to 25 years. Liz Taylor and Ginger McCrary both receive reduced sentences for their testimony against their husbands. In 1973, Sherman McCrary is tried and convicted for Leora's murder. The next year, Carl pleads guilty to her murder.
6: Both receive life sentences. I mean, they never showed any emotion about any of this. Never showed one ounce of remorse. Facing life without parole, Carl and Sherman aren't prosecuted for the other
2: murders they confessed to, including Sherry Martin and the Coveys. Even though the serial killing family has finally been brought to justice, no one can understand the madness that drove the patriarchs to commit these unthinkable crimes and the fear that kept the rest of their family in line.
4: It was a family business from the gate. My father got my mother involved. He got my sister involved. And as soon as Danny was older, he got him involved. And I'm sure as soon as I was old enough, there would have been a job for me to do.
5: This is the most evil family that I've ever encountered or ever hoped to encounter in my life. I think it's circumstances and personalities coming together that caused this, but certainly it was an evil that was different than anything one could imagine.
4: Imagine the soft-